It's time now for the complete story with Dick Bott, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Dick Bott with today's complete story. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. Today is going to be a little different. I'm going to be flying solo here in this in the studio. I just want to talk to you folks and tell you a story about ourselves. Because, uh, as you know, if you don't know, you should know that Tuesday, February 14th, is Valentine's Day. Ah, now I tell you what, that means that there's someone special in your life and you get them a valentine or you get them a dozen roses or you get them something that lets them know that there's love in your heart and that they are really special. So I thought for this time this year I would get early for a change. The older I get, the harder it is to stay on time and the harder it is to be on time and to kind of, I'm always a day late and a dollar short it seems. But anyway, I thought, well, this year I'm going to be ahead of the thing. And so we will be talking about Valentine's Day. And I wanted I wanted you folks to know something about my wife and me. I don't talk about her, but I'll tell you she is not only my sweetheart, but she is my she's my all in all. When we were just kids and got married, why we were together, we worked together, we dreamed together, we prayed together, we struggled with life together, and we had our children. You see, that was our family. And so I just wanted to chat with you a little bit about that. Coming this June, Shirley and I will have been married June. Um, we'll have been married uh, seven, uh, 65 years. Can you believe that? 65 years ago, this June, Shirley and I got married. And we were pretty young. But we knew we loved each other. And we knew we loved the Lord. And both of us knew that marriage is a lasting, lifelong, till death do you part um, connection. That's just the way it was then. I mean, it wasn't anything phenomenal. Everybody, everybody believed that marriage is a lifelong relationship. And being raised in Christian homes all made it all the more serious to us. Uh, and so on and so forth. Well, I tell you what, we got married in uh, June 21st, 1952 in Minneapolis. And then it was just a few months after that that uh, we were living in San Francisco. And I remember going to the Fairmount Hotel in San Francisco and hearing the Mills Brothers, the Mills Brothers sing. It was fantastic. And the song they sung has just been one of my favorites all of these years. Listen to this and see if you remember it. I love you as I never loved before Since first I met you on the village green come to me ere my dream of love is o'er 
See, I didn't meet Shirley uh, on the Village Green. I met her at church. Isn't that a wonderful? It was her older sister that was attending the same church I was, a teenager in Minneapolis. And she said, well, Dick, she said, my younger sister is coming to visit, and I want you to meet her. As a matter of fact, here's a picture of her. And so that's when I first, I first saw a picture of Shirley Patterson. And I think she was not 16 then. I think she was probably 15. But I'll tell you, she was a cutie. And uh, do you know that, that when she went back to California, we wrote each other every day, every day, without one exception. She wrote me a letter, and I wrote her a letter. And uh, that pattern never broke. But I was smitten. Now, of course, then it wasn't long before this song became very appropriate. Pat and Shirley Boone recorded it years ago. Listen to it. Let me call you sweetheart. I'm in love with you. In 
I tell you what, uh, that's kind of the way it was, especially then. Why, uh, I mean, and, and you know, when the church was the center of our lives and we both were Christians and looking forward to the future, and very young, of course, my word, uh, but that's a wonderful thing about youth, Y-O-U-T-H. There isn't anything you can't do. There isn't any place you can't go. I mean, to tell you, it is just wonderful. It's wonderful to be young, and the whole life is ahead of you. Now, here I am, 83 years old. Shirley is 82 years old. And uh, this June, we will have been married 65 years. And as we were looking back, my word, we have 13 great-grandchildren now. But as we were looking back, I thought, isn't it wonderful that all of our life we did things together. We did things together. We planned together. We prayed together. We raised the children together. And it was one unit. It was one life. It was one going down the same path for the same reason. I feel so bad today for couples that are married and they're all going in different directions. They all have a different idea of what life is about. Uh, and that sort of thing. I don't know how they hold it together. Uh, nothing has changed except people have changed. Their ideas have changed. Our culture has changed, and that's too bad because that kind of keeps people from having the best. Now, listen, uh, you, you, know, you know what comes next then because you have love, and then what do you have? What's the M word? Marriage. Now, listen, marriage it's absolutely one of those things then that has to come in its turn. And then, of course, the baby carriage. Now, Frank Sinatra, can you believe this? Here it is on Bot Radio Network, um, having a song by Frank Sinatra. But it was so common. It was so uh, ordinary in those ways, in those days that first comes love and then comes marriage. And then third comes the baby carriage in its own season, in its own time, one brick at a time. When I see young people today, and I think they don't have that, they don't have that planned out. It isn't part of their life. It isn't part of their expectation. Uh, the the high schools are not teaching it, inculcating it. Many times the church isn't either. So I don't know. You certainly entertainment isn't. And my word. The Hollywood culture that we have today is just terrible. It destroys the lives of people because it takes their focus off what life is all about. Anyway, listen to this. Can you believe it? It's Frank Sinatra. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This 
I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Love and marriage, love and marriage. It's an institute you can't disparage. Ask the local gentry, and they will say it's elementary. Try, try, try to separate them. It's an illusion. Try, 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 and you will only come to this conclusion: love and marriage, love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage. Dad was told by mother, you can't have one, you can't have none, you can't have one without the other. Try, try, try to separate them. It's an illusion. Try, 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 and you will only come to this conclusion: love and marriage, love and marriage, go together like a horse and carriage. Dad was told by mother, you can't have one. You can't have none. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, that's exactly right. Isn't it amazing? I mean, that was a popular song. Everybody was singing it. It wasn't or it wasn't out of the ordinary. Love and then marriage. You can't have one without the other. Uh, it just follows. And I don't understand today. I don't understand today. I think that young people they completely miss life when they think they can just kind of live together shack up, whatever you want to call it, it isn't the way God intended it to be. And you know why? Because there's going to be those little ones coming, isn't there? And they need a mama and they need a dad. And a mama is not a father and a father is not the mother. And a child needs both. Isn't it amazing? Uh, not surprising, really, how kids are so confused today. I mean, confused about everything, for heaven's sake. They don't know who they are because they don't know who they identify with and who's taking an interest in them, who is holding them, who's talking to them, who's teaching them, who is loving them, who is um, having fun with them. Uh, let me just say one other word, who is disciplining them. You see, in love, obviously in love, but getting the job done. It's called parenting. And that's so much fun. I cannot imagine what Shirley and I would not have done if those little ones wouldn't have come along. First of all, it was Sherry. My word, Sherry is, well, I don't know, she has to be in her 63, 64 years old now. But when little Sherry came, that was so much, oh, exciting. Wow. Uh, when she came along and then we were three of us. We just couldn't imagine when it was just two of us. It was three of us, and we took her everywhere. Uh, why, absolutely, she's coming along. 
Well, I get her dressed and be sure that she's got some baby food along because we were a family. And so we just did that. We just enjoyed it. Now, you must remember that, uh, let's see now, Shirley and I were married in June of 1952. Uh, she was 17, going to be 18 in September. And in June of 52, I was 18, going to be 19 in October. So you see, but we thought we thought we knew it all. Why, my word, that was nothing that we were all that worried about. And by the way, I got her father's permission. I called him. She happened to be back in Minneapolis at that time visiting her sister, who was the pastor's wife. Um, and so uh, when we decided we'd like to get married, well, then I called her father out in San Francisco. And I asked his permission. And um, he had already talked to the pastor, you know, is this Dick Bot kid? What about this Dick Bot kid? Is he okay? And um, my pastor, who was his oldest son-in-law, he said, yeah, he said, Dick's okay. Dick's okay. He's a good guy. So anyway, that's just kind of the way things rolled along. And, uh, and then there came that time when, uh, well, you listen to this song and see what you think. When whippoorwills call And evening is nigh I hurry to my Blue heaven I turn to the right And a little white light Gonna lead you to my Blue heaven You'll see a smiling face A fireplace cozy room A little nest that's nestled where the roses bloom, those roses bloom Just Molly and me and the baby makes three We're happy in my blue heaven You know what? I like that song so much, I'm going to sing it again if it's all right with you, with your kind permission. When whippoorwills call and evening is nigh, I hurry to my blue heaven. I turn to the right and a little white light going to lead you to my see a smiling face, a fireplace, cozy room, a little nest that's nestled where the roses bloom, those roses bloom. Get ready now. Just Molly and me, and the baby makes three, we're happy in my my blue heaven. Well, that's right. Yeah. Of course, then, then we had Sherry. And then two years later, guess what happened? We had Mr. Richard. Was that ever exciting? Now we had the boy and we had the girl. And Sherry was always dressed. I know Shirley always had her in her pretty little dresses. 
and we'd go to church or wherever we went, and uh, we were just a threesome. And then when Rich was born, our little house that we had then was in Mill Valley, California. That's across the Golden Gate Bridge in Marin County. And that's where our little house was. It was in a little subdivision called Crest Marin. And uh, that was kind of like a little dollhouse for us, I guess. That was our first house. And uh, and I would drive across the Golden Gate Bridge to get home. And then uh, there would be the, the two little kids, uh, Rich and Sherry. And it was so much fun to get home. And Shirley would always have something you know, to eat. You know, we'd say, well, whatever she had cooked was always good. And then we could play with the kids or whatever. The, and, um, and, and life was good. Life was good because we were very young, looking to the future. We were both Christians. Now, let me just say a word about that. That's called equal yoking. Do you know if you're marrying somebody who's not a Christian, it's no bargain for them any more than it is for you because you're not equally yoked. Your value system is different what you enjoy, how you focus on your family or on God's creation or anything else is different. But when you're married to a Christian and you are a Christian, well, then you're equally yoked. So your planning and your thoughts and your idea of what you do or what you don't do, it all kind of works out together. And as long as you're focusing together, I think the key word is together. It's together. Remember, I think, as the Bible said, two should become one. Isn't that interesting? Two should become one. Then you have one couple. One is the husband, and the other is the wife. I don't know. I didn't take any courses in this. They didn't even have marriage counselors in those days. For heaven's sake, when you got engaged and got married, everybody was happy, and there would be the wedding shower and uh, all of the other things that go to it, um, it was just assumed these people are going to get married, and they're in love with each other. And that's the focus. Well, here it is now, folks, almost 65 years later. And I'll tell you what, when you start it right, and you go down the road together, up over the mountaintops, and then down into the valleys, and there are a few of those, I'll tell you, I could just mention our fourth child, David. David, I think, was 42 years old, and he had an aneurysm. They were living in Dallas, and so he died just bingo. And that is something that jars you. That just shakes you up. When you lose a child, whether he's 40 years old or whether he's four years old, that is a life-shattering experience, and it is your faith in God that pulls you through moments like that. In all of these years, both Shirley and I have, uh, have been through the time when her parents died and my parents died. One at a time, people start leaving and they start going home to be with the Lord. But you're here together. And as long as you are, do you love each other? And do you let each other know that you love each other? Honest to goodness, this is kind of a crazy sort of a program. I've never done one like this, but I wouldn't know what life could be like without Shirley. Shirley Erna Patterson Bott, the one the Lord gave me almost 65 years ago.
But now listen, there comes a time. There comes a time as the years pass. She's not 16 anymore. She's not 17 anymore. She's not 27 anymore. She's not 37 anymore. And you know what? If the only thing you're thinking about is the way it looked on the outside, you're missing the real person. I heard Ken Ham discussing this in one of his lectures, and he was talking about the person lives on the inside, not the outside. Get that straight. When you're looking at the person on the inside from the beginning and living compatibly and loving each other right on through, this is the way it sounds. Listen to what Ken Ham had to say. A girl looks at a guy and she says, oh, you know, he's tall and he's handsome and he's a football star. I, I'd like to go with him. A Christian girl looking at him. You know the most important thing? Does he love the Lord with all his heart and all his soul and all his mind? It's not the outside that counts. It's the inside. Or a Christian guy looks at a girl, oh, she's so attractive, she's so pretty and so, oh, you know, so wonderful and intelligent, and I'd like to, I'd like to date her, uh, you know, marry her. You know what the most important thing is? Does she love the Lord with all her heart and all her soul and all her mind? It's not the outside that matters. It is the inside. And guys, I've got a little word of counsel for you. The outside changes with time. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, just look at the mother and, oops, sorry about that. <laughs> See, I, I, I look at my own wife and I think to myself, well, I remember what she was like when she was 17. And now, over 40 years later, I look at her and she's more beautiful than she ever was. Isn't that how we should be? Because you know what? If you fall in love with the outside, you can fall out of love. If you choose to love the inside, the person, you don't fall out of love. And that's how we should look at people. And that's the truth. All right, now, folks, a Valentine's Day is coming. Um, and that's a good opportunity to remind each and every one of us that special person that you call your husband or your wife, it's time to absolutely say I love you every day in every way, but especially on Valentine's. So let's get and, uh, and let people know that you really care about them. And, uh, and then by all means, thank God. Thank God for the days that he gives you. Every day is a gift from God. And every day is the first day of the rest of your life. And every day that comes is the day that you are the youngest you will ever be for the rest of your life. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the way I feel about Shirley. And I'm going to tell her. So this is Dick Bott with this chapter of this special kind of a complete story broadcast. And I'll see you later. Later.